Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Larry Patterford. Welcome to all of you this day to Hope in the Word podcast. Hey, you're invited to the VIP room. Pull up a chair. Relax with me. Put your feet up. Grab a cup of coffee, Coca-Cola, whatever it is. I believe God's given me something to encourage you this day. And as always, do me a favor. Hit the sub button, the like. Let someone know about this podcast. Can you do me that favor? Whatever streaming device you use, we're on iTunes, Spotify, on HopeInTheWordMinistry.com. I'm not sure where you're listening, but welcome all of you this day. I'm going to give you a word. I pray that will encourage you, challenge you to live for him, bless you as well. Amen. Amen. Hey, let us get into this. I got a question before I read the scripture. Who's rebuking you? Who's rebuking you. I want you to think about that as we get in this word this day. I'm going to be reading out of Mark chapter 10 verse 46 through 52. That's Mark chapter 10 verse 46 through 52. This day I'm reading now the NIV. Let us get into the word of God. Mark chapter 10 verse 46 through 52. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Some of y'all need to do that now. Just cry out to God. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Verse 52. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and follow Jesus along the road. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word this day. Let us pray. Gracious God, we love you, we worship you, we praise you. Use your servant now, God, to bring hope, encouragement to those that are listening, dear God. Speak to them, Father, right where they're at. You know what they need. Holy Spirit of the living God, I welcome you, my friend. I need you. Jesus said you would bring glory to him by taking from him and making it known to me. Do that now, Holy Spirit. God, I give you the praise, honor, and glory. I bind and rebuke the devil everywhere he tries to make lies and confusion. Speak another voice to people. We come against that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Who's rebuking you? That's what I want to take a few minutes to talk about this day. Who's 
rebuking you. A lot of times I like to ask questions like that because only you can answer them. I can't answer that for you. See, the word rebuke means to dress in a sharp disapproval. Like the disciples here and the others in the crowd, the blind man yelled out, but they rebuked him. They were dressing him with a sharp disapproval. Be quiet. Shut up. Mm. And I always think about this as I was reading that text, wanting to share this with all of you. Who was in the crowd? The Bible said the disciples were in the crowd, many others. The Bible does not say who, but just a large crowd and the disciples, as I said. See, Jesus heard the man cry out to him, but said nothing. Why is that? That, that just confused me. Jesus is passing through. Picture this with me. And his disciples, and the Bible said a large crowd, blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sitting by the roadside, begging. He hears some commotion, I believe. And, and all of a sudden, he's asking people, what's going on? What's going on? Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you're in the right place. You're in the VIP room with the Rev Rev. Who is rebuking you? So as he's passing by, and, and somewhere in his life, blind Bartimaeus, I believe, had heard about this Jesus because he called him in his name. He said, Jesus, son of David. Mm, he knew the lineage. You've heard about Christ somewhere. You either believe in him or not. You believe he's the son of God. You believe he's the only way to heaven or not. But you've heard about this Jesus. So blind Bartimaeus cries out, the Bible said, not in a quiet voice, but a loud voice. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Isn't it interesting? If you're following along with me, Christ kept on rolling, man, cruising. Man, I know you heard him. I know God don't do that, man. When we pray to him and cry out to him, he doesn't turn a deaf ear, does he? He just doesn't move on. Mm. But I love the man's perseverance. You got to have perseverance. You got to have a little dog in you, a little bark in you. You got to have some, some fortitude. He cried out again. Oh, bless his name. After those in the crowd and the disciples rebuked him. Shut up. Be quiet. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. today's my day. See, today needs to be your day. Those of you who are listening, I'm not for everybody, but I'm for somebody. Move out of the road, Joe. Get down to the alley, Sally, but here I come. They told him to be quiet. And he cried out again, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then my Bible tells me, if you're following along, verse 49, it said, Jesus stopped. Uh-oh, I tell people, anytime you get Jesus to stop, you need to pay attention. Jesus stopped and said, call him. Now they got to eat crow. Those same ones that been rebuking you, talking about you, saying God doesn't love you, you've done too much. Now they got to eat crow. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus didn't call the man forward. He told them to call him forward. Oh, man, can you picture that? Oh, shit, I just told him to be quiet. 
Okay, well, hey, hey, and this is what they said. <laughs> Cheer up on your feet. He, Jesus, is calling you. Glory be to God in Zion. He, he is calling you. Oh, I believe the man like you should do, you should get excited. I'm telling you, Christ is calling you right now. Yes, he is. Some of you to give your life to him for the first time. Some of you to keep fighting the fight of faith. Some of you just to let others know that Christ is there for them. Hallelujah. And the Bible said in verse 50, the blind man threw his cloak aside. Yes, he did. He threw it aside. That always made me think. I, I, that just kind of tripped me up. You know, today, blind people have a cane, signify they are blind. You know, they walk around with their cane. Back then, they had a cloak that signified, signified they were blind. He threw his cloak off before he could see. Why would he do that? <clears throat> Let that sink in, marinate in that for a minute. Why would he throw his cloak off when he can't see yet? Reverend, you teaching and preaching. I know. Help me, Holy Ghost. I tell people I believe he's seen in his spirit that he was going to be healed. Oh, yes, he did. And you got to see in your spirit God can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask, think, or imagine, according to the dudamus, the power of the Holy Ghost working in you and through you. He threw that thing off. I don't need this no more. I'm coming to Christ. I've heard that he healed. I heard that he saved. I heard he cast demons out of people. Nothing is impossible with him. How you know that? Because Luke 137 in my Bible tells me, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Oh, bless his name. That's Luke 137. If you want to make a mental note of that. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mm. I want to ask you this question. Who is rebuking you from what God has called you to do? Okay, such as maybe singing in the choir at your church, telling others about Jesus, applying for that better job, believing him for that promotion, getting healed in the name of Christ. Who is rebuking you from writing that book? Who is rebuking you from starting that business? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Who is rebuking you from helping others? Mm. Who, who, who is rebuking you? Number one, Satan, I know, is rebuking many of you. You need to tell him to kick rocks, get down the road, tramp, whatever you got to do. But today is the day I'm going to live for Jesus. Hell, high water, come what may. Today, 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 I'm starting to live and not die. Hallelujah. I want you to think about this. My Bible tells me in Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 10, when Joseph had a dream and he was explaining it to his brothers and his dad and that they would bow down and all these things. And, 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 and if you look at that in Genesis, it's very interesting. When you get to verse 10, after he told his brothers, 
and fathers about this dream and as I said, how they would bow down. In verse 10, it said, when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him. Mm, isn't that interesting? And said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? See, it said his father rebuked him. And you know the story. That's what happened. Joseph kept on going. He went through a bunch of stuff. And you're going to have to go through some things. My Bible says those who want to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. Jesus said if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But don't give up. That's where you got to stand strong with Christ. See, Satan even used Peter to rebuke Jesus. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 22 through 23, Peter took Jesus aside and begged and began to rebuke him. Yes, he did. Follow along with me. He said, never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you because Jesus was telling him he must go to the cross, the things he must go through. And that's when we picked it up there in Matthew chapter 16, verse 22 through 23, when Peter pulled him aside and began to rebuke him. And he told him, never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. And then verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Isn't it interesting? He's looking at Peter, but he's talking to the devil that got up on Peter. A believer can't be possessed, but they can be oppressed. Mm. He said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You don't have it. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. That's why I said Satan wants to rebuke us. See, Satan is always using people to rebuke you the same way he used Peter to rebuke Jesus. Are you rebuking your children, your friends? You fill in the blank. Are you, spe are you speaking life, encouragement to them? Do people speak encouragement to your spirit? Or they rebuke you every time you try to share something with someone? I tell people, don't always tell everybody your dreams. They'll turn it into a nightmare. Hang around positive people. Go to a Bible-believing, preaching church where they're preaching and teaching the living word of God. It's not about religion. It's a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He says in this word, this Bible, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Not Buddha, not Muhammad. There's not different levels in heaven. You need to hook up with Christ. Hold on to him to the end. No matter what people are trying to tell you, Jesus Christ is the only way there. For God so loved the world. Make it personal. For God so loved you, he did something. What did he do, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. He gave. What did he give? His only, his only what? His only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish. Glory be to God. Live for Jesus. You'll see it's the best thing you ever done. Because we're all going to die. You can bank on that. Always tell people two things are for sure. 
Number one, you're going to die. Number two, you're going somewhere. You're not going to float around in purgatory. You're not going to come back reincarnated. You'll find out hell is just as real as that device you're listening on to me on. It's same with heaven. Choose this day whom you will serve. Don't let nobody rebuke you. got to ask you who is rebuking me in my life. You see, stay focused on the cross, not on those rebuking you. Let me say that again. Stay focused on the cross, not on those who's rebuking you. I want you to know Jesus offers hope, healing, and a new life to all who come to him in faith. That's what he offers. And if you've never given your life to this Christ I'm preaching and teaching about, I'm going to give you this opportunity. I'm going to ask you to say a prayer with me. I always tell people it's not as much as the words in the prayer. It's that you got to really mean it. I've said it. Millions of others around the world have said it. And God will ordain your steps. Pray that he will guide you to, a, as I said, a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church. If you need a Bible, let me know. I'll send you one free of charge. But say this prayer with me. Mean it. And it'll come into your life. You'll see it's the best thing you've ever done. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, shed his blood on the cross and died for my sins. And now I want to turn from my sins I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I invite Jesus Christ, come on, invite him, to come into my life as my personal Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Father. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Help me understand your word when I read it. Guide me to a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hey, Romans 10, 9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah few things you got to do. You got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus. Then my Bible says you shall be saved. Hey, I want to leave you with this scripture as I pray and get out of your way. It's in Revelation chapter 20. Check it out. Verse 14 and 15 says this, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. See, we're all going to die once physically, but that soul, that spirit is going to go somewhere. That's going to be the second death. Verse 15 says this, if anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life, they were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire. Imagine a big lake. It's not water, it's gasoline. Imagine me standing on the shore with a match in my hand. God didn't put you in there. You put yourself in there. 
And one thing about hell, you burn forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. There's no exits. That's why I said it's not as much as that prayer some of you just said, as much as you really believe in it. You got to hold on. We're all going to face things in this life. But who's rebuking you? Think about that this week. Thanks for joining me in the VIP room. Let someone know about Hope in the Word podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, hopeinthewordministries.com. I don't know what device you're listening on. Hit that sub button, that like button, follow. Come on, let someone else know about it. Do the rev that favor. Can you do that? It might just be for them. I want you to remember this. Don't quit. Hey, just a reminder. There's hope. Don't forget. A miracle website is waiting for you. You keep the faith. In the word Until next time. Be Share it with others as well. And also hit that sub button, that subscribe button for me. Come on, come on. Right now, hit it. Share that with others as well. And hey, you be blessed.